Hello, 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 and welcome to Emotional Eating with Marilyn, where we talk all things emotional fitness and how to overcome emotional eating. Thank you to all of you supporting this podcast. You can find me on Instagram under Emotional Eating with Marilyn and on TikTok under Marilyn Raffi. Now on to today's episode. Hello everyone from post-Halloween week, post-Halloween drama, post-Halloween, oh my god, I ate all the sweets and the chocolate and everything. So today let's talk about it, let's talk about you and this feeling of, oh my god, I fucked up, I messed up, I'm like, I uh, messed up all my diet or all my whatever, my plan. We are going to uh, discuss it in three ways, if you want, or three angles. One is understanding how our language and how we feel like we're really bad people and discussing the nuance between good and bad uh, after eating uh, and our identity as a good or bad person. We're going to discuss what now, what to do now, and what to do next, what next. And my hope is that if you feel this all this pain, this shame, this judgment, this hopelessness, and all of this because you ate uh, things that you didn't want to eat, uh, my hope is to give you hope. My hope is to give you tools for next time and for now and, you know, years ahead. This is an advert for better help. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking there are things I need to unlock in order to overcome emotional eating, then better help is for you. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is an online platform that connects you to a suited therapist. You answer a few questions about yourself and the angle you want to focus on, and they will match you with a therapist. You can switch if you want to, completely free of charge if your first match is not a good fit. And I personally know that starting therapy can be overwhelming. I was so scared and ashamed in my first few months. But then when I realized how it changed my life, I wanted everyone to benefit from this magic too. So with better help, there is less friction to start therapy. I will put the link in the show notes with all the details. Basically, it's betterhelp.com slash EEM. And by using this link, you help support my podcast and you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. And I truly believe that therapy will help you understand the layers of your emotional eating. And as I say, it all starts with awareness, awareness and awareness. So for 10% off your first month, you just need to click on the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com slash EEM. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. So let's uh, start with the concept of good and bad. Why am I talking about this? Because if you're clicked on this episode, it's probably because deep down you have this feeling that you're a bad person because you, uh, you've been bad, you did bad, you are bad, etc. Because you've eaten all the uh, sweets and the candies and everything, although you promised yourself you wouldn't. And the concept of good and bad comes actually from childhood and it is your inner child that is being activated. As I've mentioned in many episodes, if you want within ourselves metaphorically, we have our inner child, which is uh, all the memories and all everything that happened in our childhood at different stages. And uh, it will 
this child will be triggered, awakened, uh, will come uh, in situations. And you have uh, your, and this is probably, is mostly the emotional side of you, the, the one that feels shame, guilt, uh, abandonment, and all of this, or not good enough, etc. And you have the inner adult, which is mostly the rational part. And the rational part is, um, you know, like a healthy adult, or sometimes an unhealthy, to toxic adult that tells your inner child off. So the, being bad, saying to yourself, uh, I fucked it up, or whatever, is uh, probably the inner child uh, either listening to the inner adult or the inner child talking to themselves. I will give you one or two seconds just to think of the language that you use for yourself uh, after you binge or after you eat uh, things that you haven't, uh, you said you wouldn't. So what would you say to yourself? Okay, now, now let's try to analyze. Is it a healthy uh, discussion? Is it a healthy uh, inner adult? So, so a healthy uh, adult would say to, to themselves, if you want, or to a child, okay, I know you've eaten things that you said you wouldn't and probably they're, uh, you don't want to eat them for reasons like they're not uh, healthy for you, they're not making you feel good, uh, etc. So you don't want to eat them just because you love yourself, not because you, you want to punish yourself. But it happens, this is life, we're, we're not perfect, we're human beings, we're not robots, we're not going to act all the time together. Let's find together the reasons why we've done this and how we can help for next time. This is how a healthy adult would say to to like yeah to themselves or to others however a toxic adult would say things and uh, like there are so many ways that they could say but like it could be coming from a place of shame i can't believe you've done this again like you're like so you, you have zero self control you have zero like power willpower you're so bad again you always think that you're going to do it but you can't i don't know so many things and again as i've mentioned in many many episodes it comes from uh, usually very similar things that our parents told us or made us feel parents or caregiver so it could be if for example your grandparents were your caregiver or if you had a much older sibling let's say 10 years older than you that uh, took care of you so all of those things or a step parent so let's first first step good bad let's remove ourselves from the good and bad situation and let's go to the neutral it's neither good nor bad it happens and let's try to understand now uh, what we should do so let's move now to the what now what now should what should we do now and so the what now part of the this episode will be the longest one because I think it's the one where we can get the most learnings, but we can go deep and we can understand. What should we do now? The first thing that people usually do when they overeat or they eat emotionally or they binge or whatever um, is to restrict. Before explaining what restriction is, I want to explain the difference between binge, binge, overeat, and eat emotionally. Overeat is just you eat more than what your body can, you know, withhold if you want, more than your hunger. Uh, binge is you eat a huge amount of, um, of food in a very short amount of time. So you can see they're very related, but one is more than the other. And eat emotionally is when you eat and you're not hungry, your body's not hungry, 
but you want to feel an emotion, you want to soothe an emotion, you want to enhance a positive emotion. So soothe in a, an emotion, like we say, either a negative or uncomfortable, like uh, you feel not good enough, or you feel sad, or you feel lonely, or you feel bored, or whatever, or enhance a positive emotions, usually in big events like uh, birthdays and things like that. We do emotional eating because we want to enhance this emotion. Uh, and you're, so it's overeating because your body doesn't need it because you're not hungry. So they're all related, but different levels, different nuances. And uh, I just wanted to mention this. So usually when we, let's say, eat emotionally, what do we do? We restrict. Restriction is like you don't eat, but it can come from different places. It can come from a healthy place or an unhealthy place. Usually restriction is unhealthy. Um, but I just want to give you the nuances. Some people, when they, they have good relationship with food and their body and everything, if they overeat, the second day they're like, I'm not hungry, my my belly is bloated, etc. I'm just going to hold off on food just to recover, just because I need to feel better. This is more healthy. And like last week I was with a colleague and we went all for dinner and they had the big, big pasta. And the second day, they were like, you know what? I'm not going to eat uh, until I'm hungry because like I can't, like yesterday's pasta is still sitting in my stomach. So this is healthy relation, uh, healthy relationship with food. I mean, you could call it restriction, but it's not a restriction because it's not the negative, but it's like withholding from eating. This positive, this healthy. The unhealthy one is... I've eaten, okay, I'm going to completely disconnect from my body. I'm going to only be in my mind. My mind says that I am a piece of shit. My mind says that I've been, oh, like the calories that I've uh, ingested I, are higher than the specific amount that, uh, you know, I have on my list. My mind is saying that the macros or my whatever are higher. I, I can't. I'm going to stop eating. I'm going to uh, you don't say I'm going to punish myself, but it it comes from this place. And, you know, and I need to get to a balance of numbers, of uh, calories, of macros, of sugar or whatever that is uh, acceptable for me. And here you can see how a similar behavior can come from a different place. And it is totally different because if it comes from a place of love, connection with your body, loving your body, wanting to feel better, this is healthy. You're not going to uh, have consequences and repercussions. And on the opposite, you can sustain. And this is what, if you want uh, yeah, a healthy relationship with your body. If it comes from the other, the pu punishment and everything, you're going to have a lot of uncomfortable emotions. You're going to uh, increase the guilt, increase the shame, increase the self-hatred and all of this. And eventually, uh, you will, of course, you will suffer. You will, and you don't deserve to feel like this. Like as humans, we're all good. We're all born as good people. We're all born like if you want pure um so you don't deserve it but also you will probably binge again because all this frustration bottling up will eventually explode and so as i mentioned in the beginning of the episode the question is what words what language are you using for yourself language is very important i've learned this in coaching uh many years ago my uh, my first coach really kind of corrected my language because it shapes your reality if you keep on saying things like i'm a piece of shit or i'm bad or i failed or i'm never going to be sometimes it's not a big word it's a very subtle word Oh, again, yes, of course, I knew I wouldn't uh, be able to do this. It's not aggressive, 
But slowly, slowly, if you every day you say this to yourself, how can you uh, progress and be like better yourself? So watch your language, watch your words. What I would recommend is maybe pause the episode and go on your phone, type in some uh, notes of words that you've listened or journal or and everything. Type in some words that you hear in your mind. And if uh, you're new to this podcast and to the self-development uh, world, just know that those words are usually, very often, mostly, the words that your parents used on you, as I mentioned. So just remember that this is not you talking to yourself. It's your inner voice is not you. It's very important. We often... At the beginning of our self-development journey, we often give a name to this inner voice. Many years ago, when I started, my this voice was called Ursula. And I, um, you also call it a saboteur that want to sabotage you. It will always stay with you, but you can control it. And when you know it's not you, it really changes things because you know it's not your identity. So maybe give you a name to your inner voice. You will have, we have several inner voices. It's not just one, but like this one that makes you eat. You can decide it can be male or female because some people it's more a female because, uh, like it's probably a maternal figure, their mom or someone. Some people it's female, uh, sorry, male because it's their father or paternal figure. So just decide, watch the words, uh, give a name to your inner voice that's kind of shaming you because you ate. And we can start by changing the language that we use. And then you can say to Ursula, thank you, Ursula, I don't need you for now. Or go away. You can like do different things. If you feel like being like, go away, I don't need you. I'm setting my boundaries, which is probably what you want to say to your parents or, you know, the caregivers. You could say this. Of course, don't create aggressivity inside of you. Or you, if you want to imagine yourself going in another house, in another room, in another country from Ursula or from whoever, just imagine this. If you want to imagine you're traveling uh, and like letting, preparing a house where it's well secure, secure, then Ursula cannot come. Just do this for yourself. And then the next step is to understand why you ate um, why you ate the chocolates, the sweets or whatever, although you promised yourself you wouldn't. It's really important to understand why. And this is actually the reason why I've created the positive journal on emotional eating. Actually, I'll put, um, I'll put it in the show. I'll put a link in the show notes of every day you journal on understanding what emotions made you eat, although you promised yourself you wouldn't. Um, and actually, also, I give coaching sessions. If you're interested, you can't, can contact me. But the podcast will really help you understand why we did it. Why did you eat the Halloween candies, although you promised yourself you wouldn't? If you um, ate with full consciousness and you knew you were going to eat it and you have decided beforehand and it's not a problem for you, this you don't need this, but I'm assuming if you clicked on this episode that you promised yourself or you said to yourself, I'm not going to eat. And then you're like, oh, I couldn't resist. Importantly is to understand why. What emotions were there? I think most of you, your first answer will be, oh, it was like it's good. Uh, like I had temptation. I couldn't resist. Uh, like I don't have willpower. But I think it's deeper than that. Actually, I'm almost sure it's deeper. 
deeper than that. So you have several reasons. You can have uh, reasons like uh, emotions. Emotions like, um, as I said, like let's say you see everyone eating and you feel, oh, I'm not good enough. Why are they eating? Why do they get to to eat and not me it can be from a place of scarcity oh tomorrow i'll stop every now i'm gonna eat as much as possible and tomorrow i'm on a diet instead of abundance sweets the reality is that sweets uh, ch sugar uh, chocolate uh, everything treats are so abundant in our society almost every day or several times a day we have the opportunity to eat but somehow going on diets many many times in our life and the culture we live in make us believe that they're um it's it's scarce there's not enough so we eat while we can so this is one of the reasons it could be other deeper reasons like halloween at the end of the day is the celebration of the the dead is the dia del muerte or something like that in some latin countries uh, apologies i'm not really like i don't know all the details about it so if you're listening you're like oh who is she she doesn't know anything but just to let you know that sometimes it reminds you of people that passed away and that you miss and some grief. And also, I think first or second November, I'm not sure, is the day of all saints. So all, maybe you believe that people around you that passed away, they're saints. Like it could bring grief. It could bring also, I know in Halloween, in like certain countries, you dress up like very sexy and everything. And you try to find like hot guys. And then you're like, oh, they haven't, uh, I didn't get any attention. So it could be many things. There are as many reasons as there are listeners or as there are people or as there are people that uh, ate the, the cakes or the candies or the chocolate, although they promised they wouldn't. So try to understand. Then this is the mind aspect, your mind, your emotion and everything, which is emotional eating. Then will I completely deny that there is a biological reasons why we eat? No, of course, I'm not going to deny um, it could be like sugar is addictive, like sugar, sweets and everything. They release dopamine, which is the reward hormone. They release uh, serotonin, which is responsible for happiness. So, of course, we're going to reach out to them, of course. And the society, the world we live in is designed to make us eat more and more. The, f the food uh, that like we see in packages, they have uh, really bright colors that trigger our emotions and like our dopamine and everything um, if you see for example in nature this is my analysis i've noticed something in nature most of uh, everything is usually green in summer and in some seasons you have flowers and fruits that are bright colors pink red uh, you know sometimes blue or purple like this yeah blue uh, sorry mostly purple and things like that and what I've noticed and what I'm thinking, this is my analysis, is that the brain is designed to see, okay, everything's green, it's normal, and then gets like a dopamine or gets like hormone activated or, yeah, like the body gets activated um, when you see flowers and fruits that are color because they're different and it shows that there might be food and things are going well and everything. You can do this experience in at the beginning of spring when you see colors, it's like really creating an effect on you. And I think this is the reason why all the food, the treats are those colors. So you wouldn't see, you would see it was sometimes bright uh, green, but there's always like those colors that you find like that are rare in nature. So I think this is my analysis again, behavioral psychology. This is how, why the, you know, the marketing of, of some, the food industry, this is how they do it. 
So this is to say that yes, we are designed. It's hard to resist. I've actually had an episode with uh, Dr. Paul Latimer. You can uh, check it in my uh, in my episodes, which he is a researcher on emotional eating, and he says the world is designed to make us more uh, eat us more. Like we need to do more efforts than in the past because there's cho- chocolate everywhere, there's uh, sweets everywhere. Everything is designed and processed to make us more addicted. So yes, definitely. And there are specifically uh, phases in our life where, for example, for cycles, um, if you're like hormonal cycles or if you're sleep deprived or if you have diabetes or prediabetes, you will be more hungry. And this leads me to the next point, which is what next? Should we eat or should we not eat uh, the the sweets? Uh, What should we do next? What should we do next? I want to just talk about... Uh, should we eat or not eat? And I want to say that I cannot tell you for you what you should do. You are the expert of yourself. And there are as many uh, possible lifestyle eating habits, if you want, as there are, you know, people in the world. Everyone is unique. Everyone is unique in what way? Unique in their biology. Some people, as I said, uh, they have uh, diabetes, prediabetes. So for them, sugar is really like their body cannot process diabetes. I am one of them. So I don't eat uh, sweets. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat uh, chocolate. Not because I want to be thin or because I want people to love me or things, which which was the reason why I didn't eat in the past, just because I wanted to have the body to please society. But I do it to have a healthier and longer and hopefully longer life. And also to feel instantly better because when I eat sugar, my body can't process it. Uh, and I have uh, brain fog, I feel tired, I feel really bad, I feel bloated and everything. So there are different reasons. Some people won't eat uh, sweets and sugar. Some people don't have diabetes and I can eat. Some people, I mean, sugar in general is not is, is not uh, healthy. But the thing is that if for, exa- if, for example, in your life, you've always been like your family did not let you eat uh, sugar, then maybe it's time for you now to reconnect with food, reconnect with uh, sugar. I went through a phase when I stopped my diet, my like dieting, uh, constant dieting. I did 21 diets. At some point, I realized it's not working. I diet and I binge. I diet and I binge. And then I stopped everything. I did the intuitive eating, uh, which I followed. I ate only when I was hungry, but I ate whatever I wanted. And I ate like... Uh, Sometimes I wanted to eat chocolate. Sometimes I wanted to eat uh, like bread and things like that. Like I ate sometimes unhealthy, quote unquote, unhealthy food. But I got to a point where, okay, now I'm fine. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And when I see, for example, sweets and sugar and everything, honestly, it doesn't uh, like, it's not that like, oh my God, I want to eat it. I'm I'm fine. But it, um it like it, it was a long journey and also everyone is unique maybe as i said you in your family this happened maybe you did diets maybe you have crohn's disease and like you feel bloated maybe xyz the important thing is to know for you you are the expert no one gets to tell you what to eat and what not to eat what's the best thing for you what's the best thing for you now and what's the best thing for you in the future because it's phases you you might now say okay now uh I don't know, I I want to reconnect with my body and understand what my body likes or doesn't like and eat 
chocolate or whatever and in the future I will change so it's different phases and actually I have a method which is called the EEM method which um, if uh, the, the, the first step to do uh, the first step is to make the decision to change but the second step if you want is to reconnect with your emotions and your relationship with your body and your relationship with your food and then you, you can move on to what's healthy and not healthy this is actually something that dr sarah hamid said in one of my uh, in the episodes she's an endocrinologist and she said if someone has an eating disorder we don't implement any change even if they have diabetes even have they they're like they have xyz medical condition and they need to lose weight it's not going to work you need to treat the root cause the root, the biggest problem which is the relationship with food so this is what i want to say what next just try to understand what's better for you and importantly to to really the what next if you want is to take learnings don't put things in a bin like the situation or the event and just try to hide it deny it and not think of it try, try to think okay and this is actually uh, stuff that you can find in my journal like what happened what did i learn what was the situation and things like that and then uh, for next time, next Halloween, next event. I mean, Thanksgiving is around the corner. Uh, Christmas is around the corner. New Year is Eve is coming. Valentine's Day. There's always going to be abundance, abundance of, uh, of food. So this, you can use it for the future. So that was it for today. Otherwise, I'll see you next week on Friday, 5 a.m. UK time, 6 a.m. Central European time, midnight Eastern time, and on Thursday, 9 p.m. Pacific time.